Are you ready for a blackity black episode? So are we. Stay right there. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany, the joke-cracking, detail-oriented friend who is always down the road when you need her. For the legal stuff, though, not the illegal stuff. And I'm Germany, the loyal friend who keeps you laughing. I'm a ray of sunshine, and you can always find me on the dance floor. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boo babies. How's it going? It's going good. It's good to see you and talk to y'all. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it's good. How are you? How are you? Um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Coming off of the heels of a weekend of celebrating. Yes. When are we not celebrating? Girl, there's a lot to celebrate. What's tea? So I'm going to bask in it. Yes. We decided to host in a small, intimate dinner. With our close friends and family mm-hmm. um, to celebrate our exclusivity with Spotify. Yes. I just want to let y'all know there's never not going to be a moment where we don't celebrate ourselves. Right. Because people have told us we're very humble. I'm going to just <laughs> yeah, be honest. People are. do. People tell us all the time, our parents, our, our, our peers, that we're very humble. Our friends. And we do be in a humble bag. And a lot of times we just are like little workhorses. We just get to it, get to it, get to it. Um, Something special will happen. We'll celebrate very lightly amongst ourselves. We might go out to dinner and do something small. And then we're on to the next thing. So I'm really proud of us for really um, taking time to make a moment of this moment. Right. We deserve it. We do. And who else is going to celebrate us if Mm -hmm. we don't celebrate ourselves? So that was nice. I was glad that um, our parents could be there to celebrate with us. That was special. And we had a good old time. We did. We We had had a good good time. time. So that was the weekend. More working, more drinking. Actually, we also celebrated our son's birth. I mean, birthday baby shower. Yes. We went to a little baby shower, welcoming another little soar into the world. I love showing up for my sisters in that way. Yeah. I I did too. I like to... I like to, to shower her. Yes. <laughs> Showing up for your college girls. Yes. College is really a special thing. It is. It's a the special bonds time. That we, the, you know, the relationships that you form and create there. I was talking to my mom about that because she was like, most of your friends that you have, you made in college, right? I said, yeah, Kayla's my, I mean, I have other friends who I'm, who I'm like, you know, cool with, but Kayla's my only one that I talk to regularly mm-hmm. from high school. Mm-hmm. Majority of, yeah, majority. This is my college friend who's also transitioned over to my best friend, Period. my best girlfriend and my business partner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, college is it truly is a special time in your life. If you are blessed with the opportunity to go to college. Look at the homecoming experiences. I was just feeling like, ooh, <laughs> if I would have went to an HBCU, baby, you wouldn't have met me. 
girl, I wouldn't have met you, but a time would have been had. You would not have met me, girl. <laughs> we would not be here. I know I would have had a time. We low-key did go to an HBCU. We did. We if you did. know anything about California State, Dominguez Hills, baby, it was an HBCU on the West Coast. <laughs> it's a little HBCU. It had big... Once um, YG was performing Tooted and Booted on the East Walkway, <laughs> I said, I am at I belong a, here. I'm at an HBCU. It was giving you all of the experience, all the HBCU feels. It mm. was. But yeah... I know I would have been acting up on that campus. You probably would have been a majorette, huh? Yes. I could have seen it. <laughs> Doing a dance or two. Girl, the way I would have tore it up, listen. So, yeah, um, we had a good weekend. Yeah, it was a good weekend. We did. want to remind y'all, it's really important for you to rate the show. Rating the show is like a Yelp review, right? When you are thinking about, where do I want to go to brunch? Where do I want to go eat today? What kind of new activity might I want to get into? Where do you go? Yelp. And I you do. look up those ratings to see, is this place worth my damn time? Okay. That's what the that's what the fuck going on here over on Spotify. We need y'all to show up, show out. Five-star chicks deserve five-star reviews. Do what you need to do. Make it do what it do, baby. Also, um, since you're already rating, you're already in the spirit of doing a thing, <laughs> follow and hit that little bell so that you don't miss anything BGB related yes. content. Also, we have Patreon. That's our exclusive membership community where we are giving you more of the girls. Mm-hmm. So if you want more of the girls, Patreon is that girl. Follow us over there. We just started this Discord thing that we've been telling y'all about um, where we're just having deeper conversations about whatever we want to talk about. Think of it as a group chat. Yeah, a group chat of sorts. Think of it as a group chat. So if you join us on Patreon, you can join us over on Discord. That's the way that you get to Discord via Patreon. I mean, because come on, you get it. You're getting direct access to us. It's literally a group chat. It hits my phone like a text. And you respond like a text. I'm like, there it she goes. It hits my phone like a text. I'm like, OK, because I have I have my notifications on. That's the only social app that I have my notifications on for. I have mine on, too. So, so if you want to connect with us, because that's really important to, for us this year is connecting Join us over on Patreon. And also, if you are looking to connect with other like-minded women, if you need a break, we've been talking about rest. We've been talking about relaxation, rejuvenation. This might be the the call that you need to answer. We're having an amazing retreat in March of next year. We're going to be in the jungle of El Salvador. Uh, a bunch of homegirls deep, y'all, cutting up. We I'm going to let y'all know something. When Brittany and I had our friendcation in El Salvador, Earlier this year, baby, we had a time. We had a time, and it was very much so giving Beyonce and Kelly. It was us together. You know, Beyonce and Kelly are best friends. Yeah, it was, shut up. They was treating us like celebs. No, they were, but even more so, the resort where we're staying at, Chef's Kiss, and it was like a day party. A Ooh. lot of it's a it's a hot spot, so like a lot of people were traveling there. It was giving travel noir. It was, y'all. Once we were doing all the little, once we were doing Afrobeat Afro dancing, I'm like, okay, they done turned on the whiz kid, baby. And it was on Juneteenth. We tow it down. I said yes. Okay, we in the name of the ancestors. Okay, we celebrated. I wasn't expecting to celebrate amongst my people. I wasn't either. But we learned that a lot of our people pull up and they show up and they show out and it's so fun. It was a good time. It was. We had a we had a time in El Salvador. And we're gonna have a time when we go back. So we are. if you wanna join us, that information is down in the show notes. Yes. Notes. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Let's yes. get into the reason why we're here today. Y'all know in the last decade, 
black women have really been reclaiming our blackness. Mm. We really have. Like, we've been showing up black and proud. I like Say that. It loud. I like that for us. Say it loud. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we always had the internal pride of being black, but lately we've been screaming it from the mountain types, like mountaintops. Like, you know, I'm proud, but y'all gonna know that I'm proud too. Right, right. Issa. I would say she is one of the leaders of this movement. She is. She's in the forefront. I would, I would of it. say that Lisa is right there. She gave us insecure. She gave us rap shit. Um, she's that girl. Beyonce. She joined she is, us. She, she joined she, us a few she, years back. She joined us a few years back. Yeah, Beyonce didn't used to show up. Not saying that she wasn't proud to be black, but no. I think Beyonce was more so playing it safe, being mm. more politically correct. With her blackness, but then with formation. Girl, she popped out. She popped out. When she was doing that on the back of, you know, hanging out the car. What video was that? Formation. Oh, yes. That's what I'm saying. Formation. And the Super Bowl. Yes. The the Super Super Bowl Bowl performance. The halftime. Yes. It was definitely giving fist up. (laughs) Fist up. (laughs) And then Rihanna, too. Yeah. Rihanna. She's blackly black black. She definitely has been proclaiming her blackness loud and proud. She don't give a fuck. She don't give a fuck. And that's the part that I love. Yeah, the you not- and you love Rihanna's um eyeliner. I love Rihanna's Fenty eyeliner. The name of it is cause I'm black. If that's <laughs> not an example of showing up black and proud i don't know what it is because she clearly doesn't only want black people to buy the the liner but a statement was made yes. i'm black and i'm proud mm-hmm. but yeah so we've been we've been reclaiming our blackness right lately out loud making this proclamation and even with our trends you know we are putting our gold in our teeth we own the braids yeah box braids ain't no bo derricks around here <laughs> right box braids cornrows we're, we're doing that we're doing our long nails we are speaking in our dialect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're doing all the things but while we're doing all this we have to acknowledge how there are still still some spaces where we feel like we cannot fully show up in our blackness right, right? right. we feel like we have to tone it down um we feel like we have to be palatable to other people that are looking or other spaces where we're entering where our blackness might not be as welcomed. Yeah. And it creates internal conflict for me. I can say that it definitely makes me feel conflicted because I am super proud to be black, but I don't always feel like I have permission to flex that proudness. Period. Yeah. Not with me putting up this fist. Right. (laughs) You know, y'all y'all can see us right now um but i i find it interesting that we just brought up our celebrity homegirls right who have status and power and money and resources and you know that with status and power and resources come choices you have the choice to do a lot of things right you can choose like you know what fuck them this i'm showing up Mm -hmm. but many of us know how it feels when we don't have those choices if y'all recall jamel she was uh, a guest in the first episode of this new flipping the script series and we asked her a real last question how do you show up black as fuck and keep your job okay how do you keep how do you show up as who you are and not have any real consequences to your livelihood and she shared that power raising up going up the ladder whatever it is what career field you might be in 
provides you with the ability to flex the muscle. You can say, no, I don't want to do that. Yes, I want to do that. And it allows you to be able to show up differently or show up as whoever you are. Yeah. But again, the girls who ain't there yet. A different story. Yeah, we definitely have had to show up. It is. Differently at some point. Yeah. And it and it really um, takes a toll on us, like you said, about how much of our blackness we feel like we can show. And thus, we have to be more palatable. Yes. We have to flex the palatable black card. Yes. <laughs> right? We do. And, and it's really important to recognize that no matter how much we try to assimilate, no matter how much we try to catch up and make ourselves more tolerable or palatable or, you know, accepted, acceptable in these certain non-black spaces, we can't. The catch-up game, we will be running a race. in A moving target. It is. It's a moving target, which leads us to our topic today. Today, we need to flip the script on being palatably black and just show up as our authentic black ass selves. Full on blackness. Full. Say it loud. Fool. I'm black and I'm brown. And we ain't saying to just throw it all away and, you know, we're going to get into the knit grit, but we really have to and take I, back everything the devil stole. And I think that's why we gravitate to the the spaces are, that are created for us. Like we were talking last week how we went to Black Market Fleet mm-hmm. and that space was hella created for us. And it feels so good because we can show up in our full blackness. Yeah. You have black vendors. You have black music playing. We're dressing like black food. Y'all, they had a fish fry. <laughs> Child, was we so was many, in that line. We were like, yeah, filet of soul. There is so many Jamaican Hush puppies. food vendors, lemonades. Like we were just like, feel, I felt like I could rest. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't feel the labor that often comes with having to be palatable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i felt like these are my people period they already know i'm the, amongst my own they already know the vibes we can talk how we want to talk there's mm-hmm. no coat switching here we wear what we want to wear nobody's looking like why you got them braids right why you got those long nails right why, like it's just like this is the vibe if you here, you know what the fuck going on right and there's so much community in that like i, I love that for black market flea and for us, for us to have these spaces where our blackness is primary, right? The same thing we're, that we're doing here on the network, having those real life spaces where you can go and know like it's no tea. I could dance. I could cut up. I could be cackling, hackling loud, talking loud to my, it's all good. It's, I can say what I want to say. Yeah. People get it. I think that's why one of the main things that had us gravitate towards this partnership, because Yes, black women are primary here, but it's an unspoken thing where it's like you just get it. Yeah. I don't have to explain to you or say this is why we want to talk about this and this mm-hmm. is why we're saying it in this way. Yeah. We're trying to convince you to understand why we're doing what we're doing the way that we're doing it. Yes. Because you know what? You already get it. It makes it so much easier to just show up, especially when we don't feel like we can do that everywhere else. So that's why it's so important for us to have these spaces for us. And to have these conversations. For real. And we're going to get into it, y'all. Yeah. So stick around for our next segment. Well, if you ask me after this. Hey. 
Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. <laughs> the real benefit here, the real win, 
feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in Spot Me and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Okay, so let's get a little bit more real with y'all about how we personally feel. Mm -hmm. How would you say that your upbringing has shaped your blackness? Mm. The way you were raised. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. Well, if you ask me, um, y'all, I love being black. I really love it here. Like, I am just so happy to be black. And I know that that has evolved over the years is strengthened over the years specifically mm-hmm. because of the work that we're doing here with the black girl bravado podcast helping black women be seen and heard and understood but i can also attribute my pride and appreciation for being black to my like my mom and my grandma and my family you know like we have a very black ass family i'm talking about nigga being raised with your grandma and everybody in the same <laughs> house kind of black okay that what, what andre 3000 say black like having your cousin back that part. Okay. That like nigga, we sleeping okay. in the same bed. Jeremiah, right. Black, black. Right. Um, we all speak AAVE fluently. If you don't know what AAVE is, African American Vernacular English. Fluently in my house, babe. Slang. Slang. Okay. <laughs> this language, this dialect that we have amongst our, our black American people. Um, and 
I would also say my mom did a really good job of making sure that I was exposed to blackness. My mom grew up on the east side of L.A., 82nd and Main. Real black. Every, anytime, we, anytime we say a street. street yeah, yeah. Anytime and we come an intersection. Street. 82nd man, I'm giving you a point of reference, okay? 81st Deadly. Listen, 81st, it's a chicken salad, okay? 82nd in Maine, that's where my mama grew up, east side. Um, and poor, you know, poor. Didn't have nothing, didn't have much. And that was not my story. We grew up like day and night. I lived in a really nice neighborhood. I went to a diverse school. Um, and my mom made sure that my sister and I, we didn't want for anything. Like we didn't have, there was no lack. And even with that contrast of her upbringing and my upbringing, we always went back to like, hang out with my grandma. Like, you know, it was always exposure. Not like, well, I'm moving my kids out of this area because a better life is over here. Yeah. And now we have completely dismissed the other side of us that has gotten us here, you know? So my mom made sure we knew what the fuck was up. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like this. That it was no tea. It wasn't, you know, you exposed. always maintained a connection to the roots, always had a connection to the roots. Right. And that's really where it comes from. She's proud deep down because it was embedded in me. You know, like my we all it's just blackness. Yeah. Culture, food, language, everything. They cre- when, when you think of culture. That, that, that was going on in my house so I, I really attribute my mom and my grandma for being like no nah, this is this is the vibe this is how we live this is how we operate as black people they were very comfortable in their blackness and yeah. I appreciate that yeah what about you how, how has your upbringing shaped your blackness similar to you my my the way I was raised definitely instilled the pride in me because my mom likes to say she's not one of my little friends, but <laughs> I definitely was fully immersed with her and her friends. Listen. So that's how I learned all the phrases. I feel very fluent. You are. <laughs> but it's I feel given bilingual, y'all. By five, I was speaking the lingo. I'm like, girl, I know exactly. I'm not one of your little yes. Um, do as I say, not as I do. Right. All Don't be the, running in and out of my, my house. house and you run my light bill up. I knew um, the slang, the music. Definitely knew the music, um, the trends. Like, I just fully was immersed in the black culture. And similar to you, like, although my mom wanted to provide me with better experiences, the goal was never a complete erasure of my culture or the value of said experience. Mm -hmm, You know, like, mm -hmm. the pride and... This is what you this is what we do because we're black. This right. is what we're into. This is how we talk. This is what we eat. This is just the vibe. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yes, we're doing some things differently, but that doesn't mean that we're completely disconnected from who we are. Right. So because of them, I can. Right. And I, I'm here. <laughs> because they walked. I went. And I'm and you know, yes, we did move. Like I grew up in Oakland and we moved. But when I was hanging out, like, I would say that my mom didn't, like, completely try to shield me. Mm -hmm. Like, she let me go out and hang out. I was about to say wherever, not wherever, but it wasn't like, you only go here, you only do. Like, she let me go out and do the things that kids do, like, go to the parties, Mm -hmm. we're going to the mall, you know, wherever that mall was. Doing all the dances, child tootsie rolling, running man, butterflying. Listen, listen, listen. I, I will say time. that my mom let me fully live. And yeah. I like that. Like she was um 
a little overprotective in the sense of just wanting to make sure I was always safe, but not to the point where she was like, you will be in the house and we will only do the activities that I take you to do. She just let me go out and live. And I, I appreciate her for that because of that. I feel like I got to experience so much yeah. of the culture and just really tap into my blackness and stay tapped in. Yeah. So the upbringing shaped me for sure. I, I would agree. It did. I would agree. So I, I have I have a question for you. Given that we've had these very black ass experiences and um, we know that like black, like black people comes in so many, the black experience come in so many shapes and sizes, right? Yeah. Um, do you feel like there's a right way or a wrong way to be black and, or do you see black on a spectrum? Um, Cause this is where it gets sticky. Yeah. The right and the wrong. <clears throat> I don't want to say that there's a right or a wrong way, but I can definitely say that I have, acknowledge that there's a different way or a mm -hmm. spectrum of being black and in my younger days I used to think that that probably was different was like weird right yeah. because if you want to know why because the way that I look at blackness and the way that I show up black is a way where black is displayed I could completely relate to like you yeah. know when they say this is what we used to say or this is the furniture we had we had this lamp we had this painting yeah, hanging up in painting. our house yeah. I felt like oh I'm blackity black black you mm -hmm. know like I'm the black that they say is black so yeah. if I engaged with someone who was black but their blackness was displayed a little differently let's just be honest we've all called someone an Oreo before yeah and it's like you're black, but you're not. But culturally, of, you're it's, it's given racially, you're black. Ethnically, you're black. Yeah. But girl, culturally, are you black? Yes. Because that's really what we're, what we're trying to relate to. Do you relate to black culture? Do you do you understand black culture? Because we know, like, what do you consider culture? Yeah. We consider culture to be customs, traditions. It can be morals, it can be values, food, language. Right, the relatability. Yeah, culture, how we connect. Are you getting down like that? Right. So, when I was younger, I would be looking like, um, hmm. what's going on over there with your blackness, right? right? But then as I'm getting older, like, I'm realizing that how, whatever your black is, uh, there is a spectrum but whatever your black is if you're black you are you're able to show up fully that way and that's okay yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i definitely have looked at it like on a spectrum yeah i i, I know that in the past growth, and, only, growth and only culturally because i know that if you're black in america it doesn't matter what the right. culture is. No, right. no, no, no. We understand it. At the end of the day, we all look the same. We're all having the same experience racially. Yes. We're not saying that. We already know the vibe, girl. Struggle is a struggle. Right. Um, but I would say the same. Like, I feel like in the past, I had a more narrow perspective of what blackness looks like because we know that we develop our perspective, worldview, even cultural view from how we're raised. Right. What we see. And if you're not exposed to a lot, a different type of blackness and you only see it as one way, like, okay, girl, like you said, they saying this is black. Oh, I'm definitely, I fit in here. Yeah. I understand that part. Um, so I've been working towards even now, right? When I see something that does not look immediately like I think it should look, checking the thought around, but why? Right. Like, why am I saying that's ghetto? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Why am I saying that's ghetto or why am I saying that's not black enough? Right. You know what I mean? And understanding like we all are here having such a unique, different experience and blackness does show up in so many different ways. And like you mentioned, you know, 
your black experience is your black experience. There's no way to act black if you are black. You yeah. just are black. That's it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just making sure that I check myself when thoughts come up about like eh, when I'm comparing it, when I'm when I truly am holding a measuring stick to what's the standard. Right. What do we say black is and and being open to the true spectrum. I think we a lot of times within the community want to tell people on the outside of the community we're not a monolith we are so different but then when we get inside the community we do expect it to be a monolith yeah it's like actually this is what blackness looks like and if you're not meeting this standard then you're not black you're quite right which is very interesting yeah so as a people as a people i'm in i'm in here too (laughs) we have to hold space for all of us yeah and understand that they black might not look like yo black, but it doesn't mean anything that it's right or wrong or different. You know, it's just different. Right. Acknowledging that, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. how we show up in our blackness, our full blackness in spaces where we feel like we can show up that way. When do you feel like you've had to show up palatably black? Listen, child, I don't want nobody <laughs> to drag me, but I got to call a spade when? a spade. I when gotta... do you feel like you've had to maybe go on the other end of the spectrum? Listen, I'm going to keep it to Virgil's. Um, obviously I feel like most of us are having our experiences where we have to show, show a palette to be black in the, in the corporate space, right? For sure. In your white man gig, but I'm gonna take it outside of there. <laughs> and y'all know I am a proud soror, AKA baby, but I will be honest. I feel like during the interest phase and the rush process i had to show up palatably 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 black y'all that is a tongue fucking it twister. is it's when you put black behind it god palatable you know what i'm saying i had to show up that kind of black um on my campus now i'm not gonna speak for all sororities i'm not gonna generalize sororities i'm not even gonna generalize mine i'm speaking specifically to my campus my grad advisor and my experience so soror stand with me in the name of ethel where with you please um, but my grad advisor, she definitely had a standard, a perception of what black looked like for her for this particular experience. She was looking for a certain type of black woman, girl to join this chapter. Mm-hmm. And I think that because I had tattoos, um, I didn't meet her standards of, mm-hmm. of blackness. And I feel like I had to show up even more refined. OK, because sororities and fraternities are giving very much so Jack and Jill. <laughs> it's an adult Jack and Jill. So I had to show up being different for myself you know what i mean like my tattoos as some for i guess for some for her made me seem like i was ghetto mm. you know like ooh, you don't you don't deserve to you be here amongst stand, us right you don't deserve here to be amongst us and i feel like that was very a very hard time for me it was a hard time for me trying to understand why if we all are here black women are you giving me smoke why is it smoke why is it smoke and you an older black lady you should be acting like an auntie or a grandma and welcoming in welcoming welcome welcoming me into the fold i had to slow down welcoming me into the fold right you know i'm like why am i in conflict with this fucking lady i'm not even gonna call her what i want to call (laughs) a child of god why am i in conflict with her you know what i mean and i feel like in that time i did have to show up as like see see me see me as a a good black yeah you know and it was hard it was hard i will say it was hard that's a lot girl especially but i made it to the other side Especially when you're amongst your own. When you're, I'm like, girl, what's up? Why are we doing this? Yeah. What about you? Um, when have you had to show up palatably black? 
girl, when have I not? Mm. That is the real question. Definitely at work in corporate spaces, especially at my current job. I am the only black woman Mm. on my team. The only black woman that I communicate with throughout the company. It is a lot. I definitely don't feel like I can show up in my full blackness for obvious reasons because the corporate structure doesn't allow for that. Right. That's scary, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've had to show up in that way. But another way that I found found myself showing up that kind of shook me because it was so different for me was when, when I was dating this guy. So he was black, but he had a lot of friends who had significant others who weren't black. So whenever we would go like hang out with them on couples outings or group outings, um, I found myself feeling like I had to be palatable, palatable, palatably, <laughs> goddamn palatably black because of the difference in culture. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The conversations were different. The questions that they were asking me were stuffy as fuck. The activities that we were doing were different. Once we went on a scavenger hunt, y'all. Lord, she hated this. <laughs> you would have too oh I already know I would have girl I know I would have had to sit it out we went on a scavenger hunt and I just felt completely disconnected one because the activity was different the group was different and then the things that we were hunting for the I questions. was just, the questions I'm like what the hell what um girl the activities were different the energy was different and I felt like I just could not show up as myself yeah I couldn't because they didn't get it. I didn't feel comfortable. And it was just weird as fuck for me. Mm. It really was weird because I've never been in that situation. I felt like I was code switching in my personal life, which I never do at work. It's expected. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm at work, I already know the vibes of a corporate setting. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I get it. But in that instance, it was so weird for me because I've never had to code switch in a romantic relationship setting. You Did know what I mean? speak AV? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, Around his friends? Yeah. Okay. But it was still different, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dropping some of the AAVE here and there versus really like... Talking that shit. It's like saying, hey, how are you? Versus what's up, my nigga? Like, yeah. you know? Or what's up with it? What's up with it? Like, yeah. I could not say what's up with it. It's like, oh my I God. did not feel like I could say what's up with it. If I would have said what's up with it, they would have been like, with what? what? With what? So, girl, like, I really felt like a shell of myself. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't like this. I didn't like how that felt for me. And it really was making me feel like for many reasons that relationship (laughs) um, dismantled for other reasons. But that was making me feel like there was a disconnect. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm like the way you and your friends get down it's not the way me and my friends get down. I remember once we were at a park and the activities that we were doing, like we were doing um cornhole. <laughs> Listen. No tea, no shade on the cornhole, but baby, we don't play that. Bring the cars out. You know we playing spades. Where the dominoes? We at? were doing like Where the Uno cards. Girl, we were doing the cornhole and then some of the conversations, like I know one of the conversations I was having with the girl, one of the girls. We were just talking about dogs. And you already know how I get down with the small talk. I said, I can't talk about it. Sadly, her dog had cancer. Aww. And 
and I get it. It truly is different. It's truly different. It was different. just so different. You, it just felt laborious. I didn't feel like I was out having a good time with the homies. You know, we're out yeah. on the weekend. We we turning up. We catching up. Whatever. I just felt like I was literally working. Mm-hmm. It felt taxing. I'm like, what the fuck? This is not a good time. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm showing up as myself. I feel like I have to be palatable. One of the guys was like, so are you working in law? I'm like, I don't work in law. I have a podcast. It's called The Black Girl Bravado. What's up? And I work in HR. And he was like, oh, The Black Girl Bravado. What's oh, that about? Lord. I'm like, bruh. Now I got to go explain. Or brother. <laughs> brother. Yeah, brother. <laughs> what is shit? So. That didn't feel good to me. That made me. I, and I really was like trying to reconcile how I was yeah. feeling. Like, okay. Should I just show up fully black and just say and fuck it? Asses. Or. What do I do? You know, right? I right. had to show up as the majority in that setting. That's how it feels when you when you're showing up palatably black. If it's, it's like in spaces where you feel like you're the minority and you have to adapt to yes. what the majority, which kills me because truly, we are the only people who have to. Do, I honestly, I don't want to say we're the only people. I'm going to speak from my personal experience. I feel like I'm the only person when I'm in a space that has to do this. Damn. Why do I have to show up and adjust and bend and uh, damn, I I just want to be myself. I I just want to be myself. I just want to be my black ass self 100% of the time. And I can say, I can say I I am with a non-black romantically. My partner's not black. He's Colombian. But what I appreciate so much is I am my full black ass self. 100% 100% of the time my family are they full black ass selves my friends are they full ass black ass selves and I never feel like he doesn't get it not that I feel like he's like having a black experience right but he he's like yeah I get you know he he's a because he tapped into the culture that part tapped in he's tapped into the culture he's a dj he loves soul music like he's he's tapped in he works with people that are black like he's been tapped into the culture for a minute now. right right so you feel like you can show up and he gets it like i could speak avn i'm not he's not like wait what did you say right i'm just talking in my damn house i'll be like yeah and then this nigga did this not that he could say he could never (laughs) he knows yeah he knows he doesn't even try yeah i don't feel like i can't Because I'm with him. Because when I'm with my friends or my family and we want to talk casually, I don't want to modify my language so that he feels comfortable. And that's how I felt. It's just like, no, you got to get in here and uh, adjust because we going to say what we going to we want. We want to say I had to modify. There's no when I was hanging out with his friends and I'm like, bro, this is not it. Yeah, it it was it was not it for me. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do the palatable in a relationship. That's just wild. As fuck. I just can't. I'm already doing that work for my check. Right. <laughs> I can't do it for some dick, too. No, no, no. I'm juggling. No, I, I, there's nothing left. I can't do there's it. There's nothing left. So I think it's time for some solutions. We wouldn't be us if we didn't have some tips right. and tricks. Um. So the first solution, y'all, it, this is. It might seem easy, but it can be hard. But we have to just lean into showing up authentically. Whoever we are, whatever our blackness looks like, put it on display. In a like, not that it's not appropriate, but you know, we're not saying go to work and be like, and then a nigga did this, and (laughs) don't lose your job. Yeah, you know, decide when it's most appropriate, but show up in your fullness of yourself. I know for myself, um, when I go to work, a lot of times people, mm, blacks myself i'm just gonna speak from my experience we tend to appear more chipper a little more upbeat 
the tone changes in the voice um so that we can come off more approachable or like yes, yeah see yes. i get it yes like give me give me one moment i'll help you out with that it's that vibe you don't have to do that you can still be polite you can still be kind there's a way for you to still be professional and black one does not exist without the other yes you are a black professional that part and that's just it it doesn't have to look a certain way for it to be acceptable that is so true so i'd be like hello hey what's right. up hi yeah, how are, hi see i kind of switched it i know it's easy to do it's like you it's do, just you do like it, it turns second right on. nature <laughs> another solution is really gravitate to the spaces where you can show up fully black mm-hmm. like that's why we love these spaces that are created for us yeah because we can put down our burden we can take off our mask and we can <laughs> we can just show up full black and have a good time mm-hmm. do that i love that i love that don't try to run away run towards oh yes we definitely got to run towards because mm-hmm. listen we will get pulled away and have a mask as better opportunity mm. or not what you know my parents had or you know no run to yeah and i would say in our running too like we mentioned earlier just holding space for blackness. That's how we really unite and become liberated. Um, it's a spectrum. Yeah. And every black experience is valid. Right. Everyone who is black having a black experience is valid. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's no this. It's really y'all. We all here together. And it's all love. It's all black. That means it's all beautiful. Unless you're doing it the Candace Owens way. Listen. And in that case, fuck you. And y'all know what we talking about. (laughs) Yeah, y'all know. know. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. But the whole like Oreo and da 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 da. Like I'm pretty sure it's challenging enough for a person to have been raised in a predominantly non-black environment and that is their norm for them that's their baseline is how they feel most comfortable and sometimes truly for us who are on the opposite end of the spectrum we don't create an environment of acceptance or welcoming back into the culture right it's like uh -uh. you they are they automatically feel like they don't belong a big disconnect big disconnect so um you know there's space here there's space here for us all to exist and there was this blog post that I had, was reading and um, she was a black woman who grew up in a suburban, like ma- mainly white, non-black area. And she had non-black friends. And as she grew older, um, she started to realize like, yo, that I, there is something that I'm missing a part of my culture and I want to lean into it. And she had to work really, really hard yeah. to assimilate, come back in. So just consider that people who are, Having that experience, know that they're having that experience. They, and they're probably like, damn, how do I get back inside? Yeah. Open up the door. Open up the door, bitch. And on the other hand, um, we will also push away the people that, you know, we have. I know what you're going to say. Just say it. Just say it. I hate to say it. <laughs> Don't nail us to the cross. I hate to say it, but we we oppress ourselves like the oppression within the community we, mm. we can't do that because mm. we are already feeling the oppression from the people outside of our community so we do need to work overtime to not do that within our community yeah and we've done it hella it's black the elitism people, yes hella black people start going to an island <laughs> i don't want to go there no more the black people done ran it down i yeah let's not you know do, what happens with that yeah let's not do that let's not be that yeah way. let's not be that way because truly 
all we're all we're really doing is, like you said, oppressing ourselves from within and trying to covertly be closer to whiteness or make it seem like if you're more black people are here, then it's bad. Right. And the more white people are non-blacks, then it's like, oh, we came up on a gym. Look. Yeah. A you hidden know, gym. A hidden gym of sorts. So do better. I'm me included. Everybody's here together. We're calling ourselves in. We this are. isn't a call out. It's a call in. It's a call in. It's a call in. It's so. sometimes looking in the mirror and realizing when we're not doing our best. We're not. To move out of this. So, y'all, now it is time for us to let you know how we did that shit right after this. So this is the part of the show where we big ourselves up for doing dope shit and we get to tell you about all the dope shit we did. Let's tell them. So y'all, a few years back, I would say honestly, as early as when I started working at my job, my coworkers were finding me and following me on social. A search and follow. A search and follow. I don't have a um, private page, so it's really a free for all. Um, And initially... I, I mean, I wasn't about it. I wasn't about it. About them following. No, hell no. Because I present in a certain way at work. Don't we fucking all? We do. And I, I and because I present a certain way at work, I like to turn it off when I go home. I, when I clock out, then I can be my full self. And my social media is a part of me being my full self. Right. So as Instagram refined more and more, um, we had the ability to block people from our stories because a lot of my tea happens on the story. It don't really be on the feed. Um, and I said, OK, now I got to go through and block all my coworkers from watching my story because I don't want them to see who I am, my true self. Right. Because I don't I don't have my social media so that it can be a, a fusion of sorts. Like come over the prof- it's not a professional page. Um, and sometimes I might say, nigga. <laughs> I might post a funny meme. I might be throwing ass with my homegirls. I might be cutting up with my family. I might be posting something from the podcast, which that's another thing I don't want them to know about the podcast. Girl, there's so, it's so layered, right? But recently, I went through and I unblocked them all. Hmm. I what, unblocked what them all. What made you do that? The transition to Spotify. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. See what the fuck is going on over here. Because I'm on my way out. Okay. I'm on my way the fuck out. And truly, I'm like, I didn't go find y'all. I didn't go seeking out everyone I work with and adding them because I want to know what's going on in their lives. No, y'all came and found me. Right. You feel like whoever I am at work is appealing enough that you want to know what's happening on the outside. Well, the outside me looks like this. The outside me dances and turns up with my friends. The outside of me, the outside me. The Real Me hosts a podcast with my best friend every week and we talk about issues that affect and impact black women. This is what the fuck I really do. Okay. This is who I am. And honestly, if you want to be here, you can be here, but you're going to see all of it. Uh, like to your point, I cannot filter and code switch on social. I cannot. It's I can't too do much. it outside it's of way work. too much. I can't do it outside of work. Um, so I utilize my close friends for things that I really don't want them to see. But ultimately, I'm like, I'm not about to filter myself. This is where I live online. Right. This is my apartment. This is my house. Hello. You came to my door. Right. Bringing my shit. Okay. And now I answered. Hey, what's up? Okay. Hello. And that's how I answer. Hey, what's up? I'm not giving. Hey, this is Germany. How can I help? Right. It's not that. You're not the case manager on your Instagram I'm not. I'm not. So at this point, I'm like, honestly, this is who I am, y'all. 
in the fullness of who I am. I'm a proud ass black ass woman who wants to uplift other proud ass black ass women. And I'm not ashamed for y'all to see it. I'm not ashamed for y'all to see it in all of its fullness. So I unblocked him. I unblocked him and I feel really good about it. I'm just like, hey, fuck it. Right. And if you cannot stand to see what you see, just unfollow me. Please. I promise I'm not even going to fucking notice. It won't care. I do not give a damn. Uh, And that's that on that. I'm proud of you because, listen, I have not been able to bring myself <laughs> to even utter the words podcast mm-hmm. to my coworkers. When they ask me what I do on the weekends, I, it sounds like I live a very boring regular, life regular life and girl you live. and the weekends i'd be flipped upside down and turned inside out i have not mentioned the podcast and i've had the podcast as long as i've had the job you know and i understand that because they they, they probably won't get it and then it's going to lead you to have to answer a bunch of questions that you don't want to answer yeah um but i think that there's something so dynamic about us having this successful ass podcast yeah it is and working a full-time job right i feel like again i'm two different people I know. When it comes to my palatable black self that mm-hmm. I show up with in the corporate space, like, oh, yes, I'm the Brittany who's into this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, HR certification. Right. I just went to eat at a cool restaurant. And then it's the Brittany that y'all know. Right. It's like night and fucking day. I know. I wow. Know. The lives that we have to live. But I'm glad you unblocked their asses. So now they see what the fuck really going on. They see it when baby, when I send my notice in, when it's time for me, it's not time yet. Yeah. Just in case a director or somebody, <laughs> it's not time yet. But um, when it is, when time. it is, they'll know why. And, and I love it here. Y'all better get on board. You better get one of these. You better come over here and get one of these. It's giving cultural liberation. It's a bold it's a black woman. Salad. <laughs> exactly. It's a bold black woman. It's a bold black woman. Period. So yeah. I love and that's it. that on that. That is. So, y'all, we've come to the last segment of the show. It is time to pick up a pen. We're dropping a gem. So here we share the content that checked us or inspired us. These are the things that make us look in the mirror and remember the baddies that we are. Mm -hmm. And we're going to share the good vibes with you. The gym this week is a movie or doc. A doc. A documentary. We're going to have a little virtual watching experience. Join us, please. There is a doc on Netflix. It's called Is That Black Enough for You? Mm-hmm. So here's the script. Elvis Mitchell explores the history of black representation and the cultural impact of witnessing unapologetic blackness. We need this. How timely. Right. It's, it's shit like this, though, that makes us feel more comfortable and bold and able to stand fully in our blackness. Right. It's like permission. Exactly. It's saying do it. I was talking to my mom um, recently about blackness as we kind of prepare for this episode. And she was like, I'm so glad y'all are having this conversation because so many of us who speak differently or have our like dialect, specifically like around language. She was like this conversation is making us feel like that what we the way we speak the way we talk the way we act is normal it's acceptable it's okay it's okay right but there's not enough people being like girl this is how we talk right you know we we put on this this is right no it's always like like, clean it up clean it yeah but it's like it don't need to be cleaned up right it don't need to be cleaned up i mean we know that there's some anomalies there's some anomalies but we talking about the the majority because the I majority. love like a Ryan Coogler. He has his dialect, his native tongue, and he's professional. Mm-hmm. But you can tell where he's from. 
town business. You already know the vibes. Yes. You know the vibes. So I um, want to keep having these conversations. I want to keep flipping the script in our daily lives, you know, changing our own narrative, our own perspective, having these paradigm shifts that yes. really help us evolve and elevate and step into all it is that we are supposed to do as we're here having our all of our experiences. Um, make sure that if this episode touched you you tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl about the black girl bravado podcast make sure you follow and rate and do all the things that a good homegirl would do when she's supporting her sister you told him we will see you next week love you love you bye Bye.